0: We are all about helping you grow as smart business owners and thoughtful leaders. And so are our friends at Signature FD. Signature FD is a wealth management company that believes people shouldn't have to wait until retirement to enjoy the wealth they've worked so hard to earn. Using their unique trademarked process, net worthwhile, Signature FD helps clients integrate and activate their wealth in four key categories, grow, protect, give, and live helping their clients enjoy their wealth now while feeling secure about their future. You can go and take the first step by discovering your net worthwhile with their free quiz. You can find it at SignatureFD.com forward slash my GPGL. That's SignatureFD.com forward slash mygpgl. The link's in today's show notes. Now let's get back to our conversation. Welcome to System and Soul the podcast focused on the human energy that runs your business. I'm Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Jake, drop that beat. Three, two, one. And so today we got some fun. We've got Lisa Zeeveld coming in and hanging with us. We're going to talk about team growth, about the market changes that are happening, how we think about that, our perspective around that and about changing perspectives and how that is a key to growth. And how to do it we have some really practical things that kind of get sprinkled through here especially at the end so i hope you hang on and enjoy this conversation lisa is an amazing story with an amazing company going from a five hour uh, a week fractional assistant to the cfo of a very fastly growing company and now a very large company so you're going to enjoy lisa and i think there's a lot we can learn through this conversation so enjoy System and Soul, welcome back. Super fun episode today. We've got Lisa Zeveld. You've heard her name on this podcast because we've talked about her a number of times, uh, including the, all the great work that they do over at Belay. But she is the CFO of Belay. I'll let you tell everyone the world what Belay does, Lisa. But welcome. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us today.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and spend time with you. And uh, yeah, just... Uh, Share a little bit with your audience about who Belay is and then, uh, yeah, what's, what's been on my mind.
0: Yes, we have, we've got to hit what's on your mind. But, but first, cue us up. How, how did you become the CFO of Belay?
1: Yeah. Super fun story. So, um, about 11 years ago, um, I'm a mom of two phenomenal kids and, um, you know, once they were born really felt like it was time for me to, to somewhat, you know, quote unquote retire. I was going to be a full-time mom. Um, but at the same time, I'm super career driven. And so I was raising them and then kind of looking for little side gigs to do here and there. And one day I got a phone call from a neighbor who said, Hey, I work for this couple and they want to start a virtual assistant business, can you give me five hours a week? And again, my kids were number one priority. And I said, can I do it from home? And she said, yes. And I said, cool, I'm going to join you. And so I started working for Belay. Um, at the time it was called miles advisory group, started working yep. for them five hours a week. And, uh, and my story is five turns into 50 really, really quickly. Uh, because <laughs> you know, we were in growth mode. It was a startup. And, um, so started out truly as a virtual assistant. So I actually supported clients, uh, very similar. So, um, let the cat out of the bag. Our current CEO, Trisha Shortino, was my neighbor, and she's the one that convinced uh-huh. me to come and work uh, nice. for our founders. And I know that she's been a guest for you guys. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, so started working five hours a week. I really helped them create their talent acquisition and human resources policies. But my background was in finance. And so um, they had outsourced it all. We got to a point where we no longer needed to outsource it. And so I started supporting them HR, kind of legal. I know enough legal to be dangerous. Um, I say like, I play one on TV. I get to play an attorney yeah. on TV. And uh, and then in 2015 was promoted to CFO. So I've been in this role since then.
0: That's amazing. And Brian and Sharon are such phenomenal people with a phenomenal story. Uh, yeah. we've, we talked to, Brian was one of maybe our first 10 guests ever on the no podcast, way. like two or three years ago. Yeah. And it was so timely because I think he was on here um, talking about his book, and mm-hmm. it was probably like two weeks before COVID hit. So it was the most oh my gosh. perfect thing ever that I could not have planned if I was smarter. So,
1: yeah. all right. So, well, and I think, super and fun. I think too, Real, real quickly, I think that they have a a phenomenal story really as the founders, but then, uh, you know, so many entrepreneurs are looking for an exit strategy. And so, um, you know, just really quickly, you know, as they, um, continued to promote Trisha and I got to the point where they could truly, um, you know, own the business and not run the business, which, um, helped them ultimately exit last year. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yes. You know, that's, it's interesting because there's, uh, we get stuck in a trap of, um, kind of the, everybody else's game. And yeah, it gets fed by media. It gets fed by tech crunch. It gets fed by all these things telling us what yes. we're supposed to do in our business. And so right. I know they're passionate about owning their business, not running their business. Mm-hmm. I think that that is awesome for the people who want to do that. But there's also people that yes. do love to love to run their business and can't think of anything else. So it's really important yeah. to be kind of just crystallize the picture of what you want out of the business Mm -hmm. so that you can make anything happen. If you're focused on it, But so many times we're not quite sure. And we get too many other voices in our head telling Mm -hmm. us what our business should look like, what we should be doing with our business. And, um, all right, Lisa, what is something that we could not Google about you? What's something fun or interesting?
1: Yeah, I, I told you when we were prepping for this that you might be able to Google it, but maybe I've maybe I've done a good job of hiding it. No. Um, so before Trisha made that ever so uh, fateful phone call to me to ask me to join um, Miles' advisory group slash belay back in the day, um, I was a part-time host of a regional television show where we actually built hot rods um, and. Uh, And also was a motorcycle correspondent. So, yeah, hard to believe CFO, but I can, uh, you know, weld with the best of them, and uh, (laughs) know how to to break down a, a car. And it was pretty awesome, you know.
0: That is really awesome. So you weren't just the host. You you actually know how to do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I was super fortunate that um, there's a gentleman by the name of Lou Santiago um, who is on uh, Velocity Channel currently. And uh, and he was my partner and he's a phenomenal teacher. And, you know, the sort of the idea was let's build hot rods and um, really for that shade tree mechanic um, who wants to learn how to do things themselves. And there's also a lot of women out there that want to be next to their partner or, um, just really want to be, you know, kick butt and know how to do these things themselves. And so Lou really came along and said, I think I can teach anybody and, and I can teach you. And so we worked great together. Um, and I got to learn a ton and, uh, great, great people in that industry. And I think it gets skipped over way too often.
0: I, I'm one of those people that's fascinated by it, but you know, choose not to change my own oil, right? Like, I I don't know that I could (laughs) actually do anything, but I love, I I can get sucked into those shows like anybody. Tell me something, what's the greatest lesson that Lou ever taught you?
1: Ooh, that's a deep one. Um, I would have to say, you know, I grew up um, performing. And so um, from a young age, I wanted to be on stage something I I just get a lot of energy off of. I think I'm an extroverted introvert. So I get energy from being alone, but I love to perform. It's just something that, that really, you know, um, I really enjoy. And so the best advice he ever gave me. So I say that before I say this is I performed all my life. You know, I think the first time I was on stage when I was six years old and we were getting ready to go on camera and he's just such a natural, he just showed up and he, was not an actor by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he was a, a Navy CB and just, you know, rough, um, but he was so natural on TV. And I can just remember him saying, um, forget the cameras there. It's just me and you. Let's just do this. And all of a sudden, I just was given permission to be me, even though there were things, you know, you have to pimp out your product and you have to talk about all these different things. Um, but it just became a really natural conversation between him and I. And I've taken that throughout my life, you know, here on podcasts and every time I get an opportunity to be on stage. You know, I was um, blessed to to be a, a TEDx speaker um, and I'm always hearing him in the background. I, I'm just here to talk to people. And uh, yeah. and I think that makes all the difference in the world because you become so much more relatable and natural when you just forget there's a camera or there's an audience um, and you're trying to perform, quote unquote, you our listeners can't see my bunny ears, you know, quote unquote perform and you're <laughs> right, just having right. that natural conversation. So, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, before we move on, I have one more question for you. So the, what are, are there principles or ideas or a lesson that you learned about building hot rods that applies as we build businesses?
1: Oh yeah. I would say that, um, you know, sometimes you have to throw it out and start over. You know, um, as you're, you take kind of this, um, you start typically with a vehicle that needs a lot of work and that's typically not running. And a lot of, you know, you're going to the junkyard to find something. And I think it's really easy as business owners to think I've got to use everything or keep everything that I started with. Um, especially you feel a sense of ownership to it. Yeah. And sometimes there's just too much rust a little bit too much corrosion (laughs) and you have to get rid of it. And so I think that's a really good lesson uh, from building hot rods. Um, I also think that, you know, faster isn't always better is another great lesson. You know, you have to look at the vehicle that you're actually trying to build and as it wasn't built for a specific speed Um, and sometimes they're not. And so I always think of cars, how, there's the one little car that's he goes low and slow, right? Just low and slow, and you can make something phenomenal that um, you know isn't going to beat everybody down the block, but is going to yeah. get there with style and purpose. And uh, will be amazing, and you know, run for the next twenty years versus the guy that's you know trying to add on all this stuff and make it go really fast, and he loses control and goes off the road. So th- those are two good ones. Don't keep everything. Those are
0: those are great lessons. I and love speed that. Speed
1: isn't always what you need.
0: Yeah, I love both those things. Hey, I want to interrupt today's conversation to ask you something. Do you ever feel like you're counting the days to retirement to really enjoy the money you're working so hard to earn? If this is you, I've got some friends I wanna introduce you to. Signature FD. Signature FD is a different kind of wealth management company that's helping clients enjoy their wealth now while creating security for the future. They have a unique trademark process called Net Worthwhile, which helps clients integrate and activate their wealth in four key categories, grow, protect, give, and live. You can take the first step to discovering your net worthwhile with their free quiz. You can find it at signaturefd.com forward slash my The link's also in today's show notes. Let's get back to our conversation. So Lisa, as you're leading this rather large enterprise, what are the some of the top things that are on your mind or you're wrestling with questioning thinking about these days
1: yeah I mean I think definitely um, you know team growth I think that's important for us to think about um, you know I think that there's a lot of changes that are happening in our economy right now as a business owner that we have to be very mindful of uh, we're recording this right after there was a another three quarters of a rate hike increase and so I think that's a lot uh, of what's on people's minds. And that of course goes into, you know, um, overall marketing changes, you know, because if the economy is changing, then how do you reposition your business to change, to change with that?
0: Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I uh, spent the last two days with real estate companies, so
1: Ooh, for sure yeah.
0: they're like super tuned in to the, to market changes. Yeah. So let's, let's go into those team growth. What is that what does that mean for you? Um, do you mean adding people, adding depth to your people, adding skills to your people? What is team growth that's bouncing yeah. in your head?
1: All of that. But I think at the moment it is uh, professional development. It's depth to the team that we currently have. Um, you know, we've now, we're coming up on being in business for 12 years and there's a lot of different seasons that we've been through and, Each season required a different type of employee because we were also learning. And so sitting here 12 years, there's a lot more complexity to our business. And again, making different types of decisions now that um, we are not owned by our founders and we're we're owned by a a private equity firm. And so it's really equipping um, our team members, but also our, our leaders with that next level of leadership. Um, We have layers of leadership now. And so what am I expecting a manager is going to be different than what I've expected of a director. And if we look back to five years ago, I might have only had a director for a department, Mm -hmm. or I might have only had a manager in a department. And so now there's a lot more communication that's needed. There is um, a change in skill set that's needed. And so we're really pouring into, we're very fortunate that we have a corporate trainer on our team who's phenomenal. Um, shout out to Sarah. And, um, and she is just spending a lot of time and encouraging our team, giving us great articles. We do a, we call it first on first. So she helps run that for us um, every first of the month. Um, we are thrown a a video or an article. And then as leaders, we all kind of weigh in on what it means to us. And so just doing things like that, or when we get together for our quarterly meetings, spending time around not just what's changing in the business, but what needs to change for us as leaders. And um, I think that that's a great opportunity to kind of go into a conversation open palmed and check your ego at the door, because we're going to give you some feedback on, we, we love you. We think you're awesome. You were great two years ago, but we kind of need something different out of, of you now. And yeah. and that even goes yeah. for me. My role is C. I just told you my role is CFO. I was promoted yeah. in 2015. I'm a much different CFO now than I was in 2015.
0: Sure, sure. Where have you seen the biggest growth in your team? Like, uh, like, is there a topic or one of those videos that just seemed to T- like instantly, kind of take you to the next level. What? Where have you seen some good pops?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because really, what we're focusing on, on now as an organization is making sure that we're working smarter and not harder. Being in that startup mode and a really fast-growing organization, you kind of feel like you have to do everything all the time, and so you're yeah. you're you talk about work-life balance, and you think you have it all under control, but you start to feel that perhaps I'm stretching my day a little longer. Um, And so we've really been focusing on making sure that we have the right people in the right seat on the bus so that everybody has a very manageable workload. Um, There's actually skill in working less, because you, yep. and, and this is what we sell. I mean, belay is, you know, your delegation, <laughs> the right. pinnacle of delegation. Um, but it gets hard when the original leaders are there and they're used to doing the thing that they're now supposed to delegate to somebody else. Very similar to your, your business owners. And so we're spending a lot of time talking about how to have a very manageable workload, um, delegating more to our team, making sure that we have the right team members there um, and just refining those skills that we've, we've built over the last, you know, five to seven years with the majority of our leaders. So that's really important yeah. to us right now.
0: All right. This may, this is kind of random, but I'm curious if you have any wisdom here. One of the things that people tend to struggle with when they, when I, when they level up, especially going from like an individual contributor to a manager or a lot of people are like a player coach, right? And then they go full coach and they, they historically have gotten so much like validation from the, I'll do my bunny ears, the work that they did, right. Working in the business, doing the things, checking the things off the list. And now they're moved into a, a a manager role or a leadership Mm -hmm. role. And sometimes they struggle to two things really know where to focus their time because it's not driven by a to-do list anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But second is there's, there's an internal battle of if I'm not checking things off the list, how am I creating value? And it's, it's right. There's a logical, obvious answer that we could give, but it still seems Mm -hmm. like a a tension, like a growth area that people have to really wrestle through. You know what I'm saying? Does that Mm -hmm. ring true for you?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen it over and over again. And and like you said, even myself, you know, fortunately, I'm a little removed from that now. um, But there are seasons of growth where I go back down into the day to day activities, because I know that's what's best for the team. And I'm even learning not to do that. Mm. So you know, with working with different coaches, um, and consultants, it's who's on the team can i elevate to to maybe a specific task or responsibility and me not always going down because i can do yeah. it right sure, and so sure. one of um one of our um a, a great hire for us um was a director that came in and he had never done any of the roles at ballet that he was managing and i used to tell him all the time Um, He reported to me for a season and I'm like, I don't want you to know how to do those things because the moment you learn how to do them, it's going to be really easy for you to jump in when there's pain on the team. And so continue to stay elevated, continue to stay elevated. And so I think that if you have an uh, individual contributor who moves into that management level and you are leading them, I think they need encouragement from you as their leader that what they are doing is probably strategy um, and not the day-to-day operations and continue to encourage them um, because they are used to receiving feedback and accolades on, hey, you did that project really, really well and there's going to be an emptiness and they're going to be trying to find it. And um, not only can you give them encouragement and and positive feedback in their day-to-day But I've also found that people who get that satisfaction from an outside hobby, it also can fill something. So I've learned that for me, I miss being able to check something off of a list every day. And so I garden or I do a craft or I decorate because then I have that list and I still feel like I'm doing good work.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's not
1: always on just planning and strategy that I'm not going to possibly see for, you know, a year.
0: Yeah. That's, that's crazy insightful because I, I think like I will at times find myself craving a project to do around the house or the the yard or, yes. what, you know, whatever it is. Cause I just want to yes. check something off the list and I want to get my hands dirty. I want to see that like tangible kind of progress. So I, I didn't even know, maybe that's why I was, I was craving that at times, but that, you know, tying some of that external work to fill that gap is a, a really, really cool idea. I'm, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you went there. Uh, yeah. Lisa, tell me, tell me how you're thinking about market changes for your business as you're, as you're managing, you know, mm-hmm. especially from your seat in a business that, you know, there's so many external factors, right. That hit all because yeah. you have so many different types of clients. Um, yeah. how, how do you prepare for, I won't even say the market conditions. Cause it's, it's, there's almost an unknown. It's like, mm-hmm. we know something's coming, but we don't know what is what it feels like right now.
1: Yeah. Fortunately for us, we have a lot of peace um, because Belay was created during a recession. Um, You know, we became live, you know, December of 2010. Nobody was thinking about starting a business in 2010. You know, the economy was terrible. And but we knew that having a fractional assistant made sense um, you know as companies were looking to find ways to save dollars they didn't want to pay for somebody who was full-time now this this narrative is a little different though because for many years we had to tell the benefits during that sales cycle we we had to really explain the benefits of working remote people didn't understand that we don't have to explain those benefits anymore <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> because everybody yeah, that's was you know rust into that. Um, but what we're seeing right now doesn't concern us because um, the work still needs to get done. And a virtual assistant is a very flexible resource. It's not just somebody who can only do calendar and email management. These are yeah. people who are highly qualified, um, who are coming out of very professional jobs. Perhaps they were managing projects. Perhaps you know, they were an office manager, they they might have some really strong marketing skills that can help you and your team. Um, and people are always looking for that, especially to partner with a company who does all the hard work. And that's what Belay does. We're not just a marketplace where you're going to go on and all of a sudden you're flooded because the gig economy right now is so popular. You're flooded, you, you do a quick little search on one of the marketplace and it comes up with 200 names. And then you're looking at ratings and feedback and you know it's it just gets to be daunting. You come to Belay and you say, hey, I need somebody who's really qualified, who's gonna knock my socks off. And we go, okay, cool, we're gonna find that person for you. And then we match them. And I, I don't think that's ever gonna go out of style. I don't think, you know, the market's never gonna not need that.
0: Yeah, so, so where do... So you you brought this thought, you know, market changes yeah. being top of mind right now. How is yeah. how is it affecting your thinking?
1: Yeah, I think what is different to your earlier point is um, we don't know where we're headed. You know, I I feel like everybody's trying to make a very similar connection to what happened, you know, fourteen twelve years ago, um, but we're not seeing the same thing happen. You can take you just mentioned you were meeting with real estate professionals, right? Everybody's going, okay, yeah. what's going to happen? Um, you know, rates are in the five to six range now. Does that mean that people aren't going to buy houses? Well, the inventory's still low. Um, you know, I, I remember when the first rate hike uh, happened and I've got friends who were, um, you know, in the real estate or mortgage business and the, the catchphrase was, you know, you date a rate, you marry a mortgage. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was all over my, feed, my social feeds, you know. Um, and I think that's true. I think people have realized, oh, well, five or six percent isn't all that high. Yes, three percent felt much better. But right. if I need to to buy a home because I want to become a first time home buyer or I need to make a change, it's not eleven percent that some of our parents saw or our grandparents saw, you know, fifteen yeah. percent back in the day. Yeah. And so I, I think that the the market conditions have me um, thinking about what is it, that we're not able to predict. Um, The recession doesn't scare me because we're a great business for that, but does it look different? Um, Are people going to continue to um, get excited about working remote? Or are they going to feel in times of uncertainty that they need to bring everybody in? Mm. Because that we didn't have that last time, because everybody was already in, and so they were looking yeah. for ways to scale and looking for ways to build economy, and so it's like, oh, absolutely, I, I like this virtual thing. Will they continue to think that, or will they want people around them because they haven't been able to have that? And so I think that's some of the conditions that we're we're looking at. Um, you know, also consultants were are coming out of a season where they couldn't be on the road. And so they were having to find new ways to work with their clients, consultants, and coaches. Um, What does this mean for them? Now they can get back on the road, but are larger organizations cutting budgets? And so it doesn't matter that they're back on the road again. Are they still gonna find that their business needs to be virtual or remote because that's more cost-effective to their clients? And so I think that's really where my head is. is like, what is going to be different?
0: yeah yeah and i think i think so many people's are heads are there uh but all we know is like today right and so one of the things that i focus on with the businesses that i'm part of is like how are we constantly in the mode of creating a durable business because the minute something like this happens which we can't predict when or what but something's Mm -hmm. going to change right there's always going to be something and so how are we focused internally, right, on how Mm -hmm. do we become durable so that whatever else out there could be. So that might be, you know, how do we not have too much client concentration that we're dependent on a singular client or just Mm -hmm. uh, a specific niche or industry, you know, like how to diversify the people so that, you know, we've got two or three people in every seat within the organization. So that if we have turnover there, you know, we've got backup, we're not down. Uh, yeah. you know, the, the durability of, of the business has always been something I learned the hard way. You know, I got caught with my pants down. And so ever yeah. since then, it's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not playing this game. Durability is yeah. going to be utmost importance, even over profitability. That's me. Um, yeah. I, I, I would rather have the durability over you know there, there's always a tension there because we could lean down to not be as durable but sure cost to that as well
1: yeah no i love that i, I just wrote that down i like that word durability good yeah.
2: stuff hey podcast listeners this is system and soul coach michelle krulchak here to share a tip with you today that i give to my clients working to gain clarity and control of their businesses The first phase of working with a leadership team starts by helping them get really articulate with the vision, mission, and values of the business. It's about getting everything out of their heads and aligned as a team. But the real magic happens when an organization puts in the same time and energy into pulling it through the rest of the organization. You help everyone clearly see what you can see and clearly understand their part in helping make it all happen. With clarity comes excitement, Engagement, commitment, and probably the most important thing of all, trust. Mind you, it's easier said than done, but it pays off in spades when it happens. I hope you find this tip helpful. Enjoy the rest of the podcast,
0: Lisa. The the third thing you brought up this morning was was changing your perspective. Talk about yeah. that for me.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think there's just a lot that has happened in our world in two years. And so it's just changing the perspective of um, who I am personally, who I am professionally. Um, I'm about to be an empty nester. So I've got uh, you and I were talking a little bit about that, but I've got, you know, um, my youngest, which is my daughter. She's going off to college. And so what does that mean for my husband and I? Um, you know, like you, I got married early, so, um, you know, celebrating a lot of years together here and, um, and really my perspective in business of what I touched on earlier is what does it mean to work hard, but not excessive. And there's a difference in working hard and being intentional about what you do in your day, but not letting it dictate who you are as a person and letting it control your mental and physical health. And so that's really the the change in perspective for me is we spent a a lot of years growing the business. Um, We're maturing, I'm maturing as a leader. And and how do I just be a a great person holistically? Um, You know, you were saying you were craving to check something off the list. And I think so often we feel like um, we have our professional you know, at work, I'm known as LZ, um, for Lisa Zeveld. So this is LZ. And then over here, I become Lisa, but truly I'm, I'm just Lisa Zeveld, And, and I want to show up and be authentic and real. And no matter if I'm sitting at this desk or I'm down at my kitchen table, that I'm remembering that that's all just one, one person. And so that's really the change in perspective for me.
0: Do you, what like practices do you have that help you stay in that mindset or, or battle that tension?
1: Yeah, I'm still really trying to figure it out transparently. Um, you know, I mean, I, I definitely leverage my assistant a lot more than I used to, um, making sure that she's protecting my calendar. She's the first one that'll say, um, no, I actually don't think you should do that. Oh, really? Yeah. I love, love people and I love helping people. Um, there's nothing better to me than, um, encouraging and coaching someone, but, you know, I, I also need to make sure that I fill my cup first. It's sort of like the, you know, the silly little airline thing, put the oxygen mask on you first. So, so my assistant really becomes my coach and she's like, yeah, you can't do this. Or, um, I see that you have six meetings on your calendar because somebody went and squeezed one in and um, we have some guiding principles that say you're only supposed to have four and so i'm going to go in there and i'm going to move those or i was looking at your pto balance and uh based on we're halfway through the year and if i take a look at the time that you've used um you're going to have too much to roll over and so i need you to actually take some vacation time or uh when was the last time you and michael had a date night you know, and so she's really that that coach for me. And so that's what I'm leaning into currently. Um, and awesome. you know Yeah.
0: My yeah. coach calls those healthy protectors.
1: Oh, I and, like that.
0: You know, the, the, um I mean that's a very tangible expression of that. There's also just the people uh that we have on the outside. Maybe they don't have the direct access to your calendar like yeah. she does, but the people that can just say, Hey, have you had a date night? Hey, have you taken some time mm-hmm. off. Hey, are you, you know, pushing a little too hard and to have those people around us that care enough. Um, it's kind of right. like the ra- radical candor thing, right? They've got to care right. enough, but be direct enough to say, Hey, mm-hmm. time out. Let's look in the mirror for a second. I want to stand next to you. What, what are we seeing? Um, yeah. healthy protectors are, are, are so, uh, key. We, uh, my, my buddy shout out to Robbie angle. He, uh, we, we have a weekly call or at least text each other, but it's always a, it's always a very thoughtful check-in mm-hmm. um, kind of I in this that. lens of healthy protector. Like how are, how are you actually doing? How is your marriage? How is your, mm-hmm. you know, your body and your soul and, and work and the things that matter. And he's got, um, He's got eight kids so it takes twice as long for wow. him to get through the kid count as me but it's um, yeah. a lot you know that there's yeah. businesses there's kids there's there's marriage but somebody that has a a holistic view that can just watch out for you and i love um you know i love even the this the clarity of the four meeting boundary right like yeah well um uh, we have one of my companies has Wednesdays, there are no meetings. You are not allowed to have a internal or client meeting on Wednesdays. Right. And it's just space. Let's create space to do the deep work that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the, I I think that a lot of people out there listening could probably, you know, turn this off and then go like, what are the boundaries I need to create that I would want Right. That's, mm-hmm. we talk about visionaries of companies, but we're visionaries of our own lives as well. Yes. And if we just take the time to say, what do we really want? We can usually create it. Like we talked about with the business, like what do I want 100%. my data to look like? Yeah. Can you create that? Um taking yeah. agency over all that. So
1: yeah. And I feel like uh, times... super
0: fund. Go ahead. Go.
1: No, I was going to say, I, th- I feel like too many times that you have a very accomplished leader who uh, they wake up and realize that um, they don't have the life that they wanted, right? They let yes, life slip yes. by them, and so it's the intentionality of creating um, space and margin, and putting things on, putting goals in your planner that are not just about growing your businesses, but about growing you and your relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah. Too often we're, we we talk about goals, and we think, "What do we want?" Instead of we instead of what do we want to be? Who do we want to be?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So true. I I
0: love that frame. LZ great hanging out with you today. Thanks for sharing your time and wisdom with all of us at system and soul, uh, parting shots where obviously we're going to have Belay's uh, you know, links and and access to that in the show notes here. Any, how do we find you if we want to follow along to what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Instagram, you know, at Lisa Zeveld is the best place to to follow me. Um, you know, I I throw some good personal stuff up in there and and show what my life is like, and you can get, learn a little bit more about me. No, no awesome. welding or building hot rods right now though, so don't want to disappoint anybody. <laughs>
0: I I think you need to work on that. That would be really cool to so. to throw in there.
1: That would be a good check off the box, right? Something to, to mark off, like I. You know, put Absolutely. a new suspension in the hot rod today. Check, you know, <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's great. you're going to have, yeah. you're going to have people requesting lift kits and all kinds <laughs> of things
1: after this show. Hey, I know the right people. I know the right people.
0: <laughs> there you go. Back to delegation. <laughs> Perfect answer.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. This was a blast. I appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely.